Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 55. Today, I'm going to share how to know where to invest in your business. As entrepreneurs and dreamers, we are being pulled in a millions of directions, and we're told that we need all of these specific things in order to find success. Knowing where to invest can feel so confusing. And so today, I want to walk you through five different places where I think you are going to get the most bang for your buck. And I want to to share how I bootstrapped my way through starting my business while I was working a full-time corporate job. I'm so excited about this episode today. I cannot wait to hear what you think. So without further ado, here's how to know where to invest within your business. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast with Jenna Kutcher, the live workshop style business podcast for creative girl bosses. So you can train from the experts how to dig in, do the work, and tackle your goals along the way. Here's your host, photographer, educator, artist, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. This episode of the Gold Digger Podcast is sponsored by HoneyBook. HoneyBook is the management software that I use to stay organized, manage invoices, get paid, and give every client an elevated, unforgettable experience. HoneyBook is offering 20% off exclusively for Gold Digger listeners. Just go to honeybook.com slash gold digger to get started and get your life back today. Hey guys, it's Jenna Kutcher, and today I'm really excited to lead you through a few different things that will help you determine where to invest in your business. Now, let's be honest, investing in your business is totally nerve-wracking. You might look around at your bank account and wonder how you can even establish more than a hobby and fund this dream of yours, and trust me, I totally get it. Now, when I was first starting out, I was using my corporate gig to help me build my business on the side. And I was honestly hustling day and night to make it a reality. I was taking any possible savings that were coming from my corporate job, putting them right back into this business that I was growing on the side. And it felt like I never had enough. Now, 
I do want to preface this episode by sharing that I never went into debt for my business, nor did I rack up any credit card debt in order to fund my new endeavor. I mean, honestly, I was paying off student loans at the time and didn't have much to spare. So I was taking any pennies that I had and just putting it into my business in the best way that I knew how. Determining where to invest when it comes to your business is a really hard thing to figure out. And so I want to walk you through five places that you might be thinking of investing in to help you decide where your dollars will go the furthest. So when I first was starting out as a photographer, I was working full time at Target. I was planning our wedding, which we paid for mostly ourselves. And we were just adjusting to this new life right out of college. So I had student loans. Drew thankfully didn't. But there was just so many adjustments with our finances, figuring out how to make it in the real world, and also trying to figure out and discern where do our dollars go the furthest especially when you're taking something that starts as a hobby and transitions into a full-fledged full-time business. There are so many places that you can spend your money and there are a lot of tempting things along the way that make you feel like you have to have them in order to find true success. But I want to walk you through five different places that you might want to consider investing in as you start to grow your business. So let's dive on into this. I know that talking about finances can be hard, but I think that the more that we do it and the more that we recognize its place within our businesses and our lives, the more free and confident we're going to feel in our decisions. So number one is equipment. Now, depending on what your dream is or what sort of business you're about to start, chances are you're going to need some sort of equipment to get started. Now, as a photographer, I was faced with the fact that I needed a a ton of gear in order to actually be legit. I needed a camera body, a backup camera, batteries, memory cards, a flash, lenses, and I didn't need all of these things right off the bat. But I had to build up my equipment arsenal in order to really perform on my jobs. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people making is they get so fascinated with gear that they want to buy the biggest, the best, the newest type of stuff in order to fulfill their duties as a business owner. But here's the thing, guys. I started and shot on a $300 Craigslist camera for a very long time until I could actually afford to upgrade it. And for the first few years of my business, I was upgrading it with used gear. So I'd basically resell my old stuff and purchase used gear from either a camera store or Craigslist even. It was so tempting to want to take a loan out and buy the newest and the biggest and the best, but I understood that if I could learn how to leverage what I had at my disposal, I was going to be a better photographer in the long run because I wasn't going to have to rely on all of these things. And to this day, I still shoot pretty minimalistic. So I have my gear bag. It's filled, but I'm using lenses that I used three years ago. I'm using 
using different things and I've just taken really good care of them because I value those things and I've leveraged them in a way that allows me to not spend a ton of money on gear every year. I realize that there are companies that are constantly coming out with upgrades and new versions of things and we can really, really get distracted by that. But when you're just starting out and you're looking at equipment, I want for you to really ask yourself, what do I have to have in order to start and what's on my wish list? It's awesome to be able to dream, but what is actually going to add value into your business and what can you do without for the time being? So first, determine what is actually going to impact your business the most. What is absolutely critical? I couldn't have been a photographer without a camera, body, and one lens. So what would actually make me do my job better? Sure, extra lenses would. And I always wanted those, but they wouldn't necessarily make me more money to start out. So I very slowly and intentionally built out my gear bag as money allowed, starting with just the basics, one camera and one lens. So when you're first looking at what sort of equipment you're going to need to run your business, I want for you to just really be honest with yourself. Is that extra piece of equipment actually going to add profits into your business? Or is it something that you can perform your duties without for the time being and save up for it? When I was just starting out, I obviously had this crazy wish list. And to be entirely honest, I didn't even know what all the numbers meant when it came to talking about different models or different lenses. But I started this list and every shoot that I would perform, I would save all of the profits from that shoot, put them into a savings account, and then purchase that next piece. And I did this very slowly and over time, but it totally paid off in really big ways. All right, number two, a website. Now, having a place to send people to on the World Wide Web is super important. It's almost like a billboard for your business. And while starting on social media, like having a Facebook page or an Instagram account is important, it's even more critical that you own a space on the web that you have control over the client's experience. What do I mean by this? Imagine that you have two options. You are supposed to meet with your clients and you can choose the local Starbucks or if you had your own studio space, you could choose that. Which one would you choose? Clearly, you would choose a studio space because you're in control. You're in control of where you're going to be sitting. You're in control of the lighting, maybe the music, the ambiance. You know what the experience is going to be like for that client. But let's say when you're just starting out, you have to invite them to the Starbucks, which I did for years and years and years. There were times where I would walk into Starbucks and there legitimately wasn't any tables left. Or we would have to sit on those awkward ottomans that you aren't really sure if they're chairs or benches or what they are. There was a lot of times where it was really uncomfortable and I felt totally out of control of the situation and felt like I was leading my clients off on a bad experience. How does this relate? It's the exact same when we're talking about the internet experience. When you are simply inviting people to just show up on a Facebook page or an Instagram post, sure, you're showing them your work and what kind of work they can expect if they hire you, but you're also totally out of control of their experience. You don't have clear contact forms. You don't have an awesome bio section that tells them more about you. You don't have the ability to 
enhance the experience because you're just on a used platform. So why does a website matter? Facebook and Instagram, they're in control of how people are seeing your content, what they see, the order of which they see it. But when you have a website, you can send people to it and outline an experience that can help guide them into making the decision if you are the right fit for one another. Now, over this last year, I recently did an entire overhaul with the incredible Jen Olmstead on my website. And you know what we did? We picked multiple different users that we made up, imaginary users in our head. And we said, okay, if Claire is coming here to hire a wedding photographer, what is she likely going to click on first? Then where do we want her to go from there? And there and there and there and there. Now, what if we have Eva and she needs help with education? Where is she going to click first? And where do we want to lead her to give her the best content the fastest? There's a lot of thought that goes into websites and it can be entirely overwhelming when you're starting out. Now, when I first started out, I couldn't afford a full website, not even a little bit. I'm pretty sure my budget was a few hundred dollars. And so I started a free WordPress blog. I hired a design student to make me a logo and I started sharing my work through that. I operated with only a blog for a few years, but it served me so well because I was still able to have an about me page, a contact form, a portfolio of sorts. Now, websites, they're a total start small and work big part of your business. And there are so many free platforms that you can use to get started until you have grown your business to a place that you can afford your own branded website. But when you are first starting out, I don't want you to discount the idea of having a URL that you can send people to because you can totally be in control of what they see, how they see it, and the experience that they get the moment that they click off of the social media apps and into your world. Again, start small, work big, whether you're just going to begin with a blog or you're able to swing for a smaller website. Think really critically about how you can set the mood and set the level of experience from the second they click on to your website. Number three is advertising. And it's a word that I think makes people automatically clam up. It's scary, especially when you're starting out. There's this desire in you to get the word out about your new dream and your new endeavor. And honestly, ad agencies might notice that you're total fresh bait and prey on you. So here's what I want for for you to really think about what is your ideal client doing and would investing in advertising in this form get you in front of them enough to have them take action there are many different ways to advertise there are magazines blogs facebook ads instagram ads doing expo shows donating your services connecting with influencers you really have to ask yourself if it can move the bottom line and if you can measure its effectiveness to know if it's a smart move for your business. Now, I fell prey to the fresh bait ad agency things that were happening when I first started my business. I remember 
I simply had my blog, started my Facebook page. I was totally brand new to the market and a company reached out to me and they were like, oh my gosh, your work, it is just so beautiful. It's so anthropology-esque. And I obviously was weak in the knees that anyone could recognize that my brand actually was something. And so soon there was conversations happening about how I should spend a few hundred dollars a month advertising on this platform. And I remember just feeling so honored that somebody had taken the time to even notice me that I started to fall prey to what they were doing. I signed up for that contract and I was spending every last dollar on advertising, which could have gone two ways. It could have worked incredibly well and filled my calendar, or it could have totally flopped and been a waste of money. Now, back in the day, and I can totally say that because it was six years ago, it worked for me, but I'm confident now that those same strategies would not have worked because of the way that social media has changed. But I do remember asking myself, if I don't believe in myself enough to invest in myself, how can I ask anyone else to pay me and invest in me? Now, one thing I want to challenge you when it comes to advertising, especially when you're just starting out, is that the people that are presenting the opportunity, they are skilled salespeople and they are definitely trying to make money or hit a sales goal. So I would ask a trusted friend or a mentor before signing up for something new. There are so many ways to advertise for free. And in fact, that's what I would highly recommend. Sometimes you have to bootstrap things before you can ever jump into paid advertising. Leverage your social media platforms. Share your dreams with your family and friends. Ask for referrals. Reach out to potential dream clients. There were so many little things that I was doing when I was first starting out because I couldn't afford doing giant advertising campaigns or showing up in every local magazine. And so I really, really bootstrapped it. And I'm so thankful I did because it taught me so many of the tips and tricks and strategies that I still use today and leverage on my social media platforms. My photography business has not paid a single advertising dollar since that first year when I had signed that contract and paid hundreds of dollars and realized it wasn't leading me to my dream clients. And since then, I have simply used all of the free means of advertising in order to run that business. And it has served me so much better than paying money ever did. Are you avoiding ordering business cards because you know your website is a hot mess? Maybe you haven't updated your portfolio in two years. You still haven't fixed those broken links and don't even get me started about the design. Yeah, I was there. Actually, it was just a year ago and I made a giant leap onto a new platform for me, Show It. And that's where my website lives and I honestly couldn't be happier. It is so easy to use. I can pop in and make edits without having to contact my designer every time I notice a typo and their drag and drop features make designing a new page so simple and easy. I have never felt more in control of my brand or less intimidated by a website. If it's time for you to make a leap, I strongly urge you to hop on over to show it. They're offering 10% off all annual plans for all of you gold diggers out there. Just go to showit.co and put gold digger in the discount code box and kiss your website woes goodbye. All right, number four. 
education. Now, keep in mind, I am an educator, but I wish almost more than anything that I would have invested more into education at the beginning of my career when I was floundering around and feeling entirely alone. I was scouring the web for resources, trying to piecemeal a plan together, looking at blog series, checking out YouTube videos, and trying to learn the art of photography while putting my corporate business education to work as an entrepreneur, which is not as easy as it sounds. I went to school thinking that I would be in the corporate world forever in that corner office with the big glass door and I'd wear power suits and high heels. And suddenly I found myself working from home in our tiny apartment as a newlywed, trying to figure out how all these corporate strategies that I studied for the last four years could apply as an entrepreneur and an artist. I truly, 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 truly believe that there are some really amazing educators out there who can help you cut your learning curve in half and give you resources to help you grow your business so that you can get back to what you love, get back to the art of things, get back to what you're actually passionate about. Now, if you're not at a place where you can afford education, there is so much free content out there for you until you're ready. Like this podcast, you're here right now soaking in every bit of it. And I give total kudos to you. But I challenge you to scour and find mentors that you trust and get your hands on all of their free content until you're ready to dive into deeper education, whether that's mentorship or courses or a paid mastermind group. Now, education is one of those things. It's tricky and it's hard to know what the right fit is for you. And I want to give you one piece of advice that I wish somebody would have given me years ago. Choose who you are letting influence you wisely. Now, I say this because we are so bombarded these days with Facebook ads and free webinars and free trainings and challenges and all of these incredible resources, but it can become entirely overwhelming and contradictory when you're starting to let too many people in to your scope of influence. I have really made a very adamant decision in my business to be very careful and to guard my business in a really meaningful and intentional way about who I'm choosing to mentor me and whose tips and strategies I'm taking. Because one of the biggest pitfalls that I see entrepreneurs make, especially when they're starting out, is that they're so heavily influenced by other people. And if I've learned anything over the years, it's that so many of us have taken totally different paths, but we've still ended up as quote successes. And so if you can learn anything, it should be this to choose your mentors wisely, to choose the people that are influencing you and your business decisions very carefully, and then to trust those people and trust what they're teaching. I hate to say it, but there's a lot of money to be made out in education. And so many people see that. And just because you're good at something doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be a good teacher. And so you really have to learn how to decipher and discern who is going to be the best fit for you and your business. And I challenge you to ask yourself, is this person walking the walk and talking the talk? 
Now, as a creative, I believe that courses can truly teach you pure business strategies. And that can be one of the best investments of your dollars because you pay once, but you have that information and content forever. Plus, let's talk about time. It's not a renewable resource, so it saves you tons of time. For me personally, learning the art on my own helped me ensure that I was in control of creating images that came from me. But learning the business stuff from other mentors was a solid investment for me when I was just starting out because nobody teaches you how to wear the many hats that being an entrepreneur is. Number five, we are like cruising through this. Number five is workshops. Now, I feel like workshops are popping up left and right, and rightfully so. There are some incredible experiences waiting for you if you sign up for one. I would place workshops towards the bottom of the investment list, not because it's not worthy, but because each one offers totally different opportunities. Now, there is such a range of workshops. There are just a couple hour long workshops or full week long retreats. Workshops might cost you a bit of money, but it's important that you do a lot of research to ensure that you are going to walk away with giant value, whether it's from the speakers who are going to be sharing, the one-on-one education you'll receive, the portfolio building opportunities that are presented to you, or the community that you will create while you're there. Now, in six years, I have only paid for one workshop, but I wanted to go there for community and to meet some of the speakers. Since then, I've spoken at over 10 workshops over the years all over the country, and each one has held such a different experience. You truly get out what you put in, and one of the best things you walk away with is new friends who really know you. So while I think workshops are a total worthy investment, I would start at the top of the list and work your way down to get there. Workshops are an awesome way to grow your community and to really get in touch with mentors that you might not be able to personally work with in your own business. But do your research, really make sure that you're going to walk away with exactly what your business is needing and maybe invite a friend to go with you or set out and be so open-minded that you are really going to meet other people and network and communicate and be on honest about what your business needs. Now, whenever I go to workshops, I always have to chuckle because it always goes the same way. The first day of the workshop, everyone shows up and we're all nervous and we picked our best outfits and we're a little anxious about meeting everyone. I mean, heck, a lot of us are introverts and you're throwing us into a pile of people and we're all eager and anxious and nervous and excited. And the first day of workshops, I always feel like people kind of have their masks on. You know, it's easy to go up and be like, hey, I'm Jenna. I do all these things and this is so awesome and I'm so great. But by the end of the workshop week, I usually feel like the attendees are broken down and they're saying, this is why I was here. This is what I needed help with or here's where I'm really struggling. And if I can challenge you on one thing, it is to show up to a workshop, leave your ego at the door and just be honest and upfront right away with what you need and what you're lacking so that people can pour into you and help you solve your biggest problems 
before the last day comes. I always feel like workshops are a little bit like summer camp. I went to Bible camp my entire childhood, even into my high school years. And, you know, at the end of the week where you're like, nobody will understand how amazing this was. And I want to be your pen pal and keep in touch with you every single day. That is exactly how workshops can be for you, which is why I highly recommend them. I would just watch because the investment can be a hefty one for your business. And it might be something you want to embark on a little further down the road. So to recap, the five things that I want for you to think about when you're starting to decipher where exactly you should invest in your business and how you should do that is this. Starting with equipment, what equipment is absolutely critical for you to perform your duties or do your best job and what equipment can be on your dream wish list that you can fund as you book more jobs and grow your business. Number two is a website. How can you have control over a little corner of the web so that you can really put some intentional thought into the experience for potential clients so that they can get to know you, get to know your products or your services or your offerings, and really decipher if they're the right fit for you. You can start small and work big. There are so many free platforms out there that you can use or even just simply starting a blog and sharing your work there just like I did so that you can really send people off of social media and onto a page that really shows them exactly who you are and what you can do. Number three is advertising. Now, trust me, it's tempting to feel like you need every form of advertising when you're just starting out. And trust me, you, my friend, are fresh bait. But what I want to challenge you is to think about how you can bootstrap your advertising until you legitimately have a budget for it. And when the time comes for you to pay for advertising, I want to challenge you to think of free ways that you can get the word out out of your business before you start investing. One of the biggest mistakes that I see people make is that they invest in advertising that they cannot actually measure if it was successful or not. It is really hard to measure if a magazine ad was successful or not for you. Are people actually going to remember that they saw that in that magazine and tell you that? Or are they just going to reach out and you're not going to know where they came from? Remember that the people presenting the opportunity to advertise are obviously trying to make money. So ask a trusted friend or mentor before signing up for something new and ask yourself, is this measurable so that you can know if it's effective for you or not? Now, again, bootstrap your way using social media platforms, asking for referrals, putting your biggest dreams out there, submitting your work to getting it featured, which is, again, free and have fun with it. Get creative with your advertising until you have a budget that allows you to invest in bigger ways. Number four is education, which is something that I'm totally behind because I've watched how learning curves can be cut in half and how time and money and energy can be saved when people actually have the roadmap for what they are needing to learn. Education is, of course, an investment, but it's a one-time investment and you have that content and that knowledge for the rest of your life. I only started investing in my education a few years ago and I wish that I would have done so sooner to hire true mentors that could speak their influence into my life and business and help me skip some of those awful growing pains that are sure to happen when you are just starting your own business. Lastly, workshops. Workshops are an amazing way to grow your community, to meet influencers, and to learn, learn, learn. There are so many incredible workshops out there. Do your research. Make sure that you know exactly what you're signing up for and show up with an open mind ready to learn. 
So lastly, here's how it helps me to think through business investments is actually costing it out. Now, remember, I'm a girl who absolutely loves numbers, but I want to ask you a few questions and I want to lead you through this so that the next time you have to decide, should I be investing in this or should I not? You are going to have a very black and white ability to say yes or to say no. So how much is an unclear business strategy or plan costing you? What is your lack of web presence or equipment keeping you from earning? Like, what is the actual dollar amount? If you could sit down and say, if I had a clear marketing strategy, I'd probably get this many more clients, which would equal this amount of money. Or if I had this extra piece of equipment, I could then offer this, which would generate this much income. Now, it helps me making investment decisions to write that number down on paper and then ask myself, how much more could I make every year with a streamlined system or process, with a new gear lineup or portfolio, with a new website or blog? How many more clients could you book in that year? How much could you increase your rates? What would that look like financially for your business? And write those numbers down. Now, if the numbers outweigh the investment, then it's clearly a sound business investment. But otherwise, it might not be the right time. And that's okay, too. However, if you could make more than the cost of the course or the equipment or the workshop or whatever you are investing in by implementing the smarter business models, it's a worthy investment. Really sit down and do the math and ask yourself, what would I gain if I spent this much money? That is exactly what I do whenever the time comes to make important business decisions. And that is what I challenge you to do. Using money is just a way of trading things. When you think about money and you lose that emotional attachment and you say, it's just an exchange way, it really helps take the pressure off of yourself. And so when you can take a step back and know your numbers and see where your money's going to and understand how you can pour back into your business until it's able to really support you and your family and your dreams, you are going to have such a clear head. It took me one full year of using my corporate leftovers and hustling, booking these jobs in order to pay for the ability to go full time. Throughout that year, I was totally piecemealing a plan together, figuring out how every dollar could go back into my business in a really strategic way that would set me up for success. It wasn't easy, but it was totally worth it. And so I'm super excited to hear about how you are going to invest in your business and what you have learned from today's episode. Again, it's really nerve wracking and I understand that. But when you look at your bank account, I want for you to have clarity and certainty, knowing that every dollar is going to the best possible place so that you can chase your dreams and live your best life. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. And if you had any awesome takeaways from today's episode, I would love to hear from you and connect with you inside of our private Facebook group, which you can find access to on www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Keep on shining and I will see you soon, friends. Thanks for listening to Gold Digger. Dive into show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. You gold digging dream chaser, you.